Sausage head again. Because the tides have turned. The seasons have changed. And that could only mean one thing. Football season's back, everybody. Skipping all the bullshit. Chances are you've had your fantasy football draft by now because it's football season day. Yeah, we had college football last couple weeks, but the NFL season is finally here. 
And there's only one place you can get all your information for fantasy football, and that is... Not the Sausage Hut, because <laughs> I'm not doing fantasy fucking football podcasts this year either. Sorry. It's just not worth the time or the effort. Cabron. But you know, maybe I'll say a little something here or there about football since it dominates the agenda. From September to February. Why not? What else do we have to talk about? The days are getting shorter. Johnny Cobas is getting funkier. And oh yeah. It's time to kick it off. Johnny Cobas on Twitter wish I could find something else better than that whatever become of that cesspool but you know Johnny Cobasa rocks on Instagram whatever's left of that so many things to do and not doing shit other than podcasting with y'all because that's where my heart is cabron actually I've been watching Actually, I've, I've just been watching Narcos, the first couple seasons of that. I've got the last the last one to go. We'll just get right into the podcasting. Been watching Narcos. I, I don't know when that came out. I'm, I'm late to the party on everything when it comes to TV. But since there hasn't been any, there's never going to be new television on. Again, I just got to go back and watch everything that's out there. So luckily, I've got all the apps, uh, except actually, I think I have everything except Showtime. And I'm sure there's probably some good stuff out there. But so what? Narcos. Pablo fucking Escobar, dude. I know it's sensationalized and not necessarily all the right story, but you can pretty much go back into history and see the things that Pablo Escobar did in his reign of i don't know terror from the from nothing in the country to one of the richest men in the world to just dying alone and broke in the middle of a montaña or wherever i don't know where he was but i really like the show i don't well like i mean it's really well done it doesn't leave me with a good feeling that's for sure it's like, man, I just want to speak Spanish and kill people when I'm or I'm done watching these things. But my man, that the guy, uh, the Mandalorian's in there. He's great. His his part his part really isn't all that big. But the, whoever the guy is that plays Escobar is is just awesome. In <laughs> the way the the way they have the characters, and I think if you if you go if you look up like the real characters that happen in this. I think they're, they're pretty much true to the story as far as that. The, there were, yes, there were actually these people around and most of them met their demise going through this. And if you do that sort of thing, you're going <laughs> to, 
and his poor wife, who I guess I, I was reading up, I guess his wife was 13 when he got a hold of her, which is crazy. He was 23. But whoever whoever plays that in the show, she's mm, muy bonito. Mm. There could be some more nudity in it, I suppose. And it's a good show. It's it's definitely ugly. And it I think it also speaks to civil the the value of civilization. And here we are or here some of us are in the United States and there's cer- there's certainly lots of people who just want to burn down everything and Pablo Escobar is what happens when you basically have a no laws when you basically have anarchy some people translate that to freedom but really what sets us apart i suppose is that we're a nation of laws and there's laws in place to keep certain people of course is it perfect oh no it's it's mm, <laughs> Yeah, it's broken and people get fucked over every all the time, but there are things, there's rules out there that keep people from killing each other in the streets for the most part, I guess. There's reasons why we don't just, we're not, all of us are killing people in the streets. It's a, probably a good thing that most people aren't hooked on cocaine and, and, and wanting to kill people, and I, I guess... They always say that the 80s were like the the glory days of cocaine. And luckily, I've never done cocaine. But somehow it's still getting... I'm pretty sure that just about anybody who wants cocaine, no matter where they are in America, can find it one way or another. I don't want to know how they find it. But it's got to be coming from somewhere. And unlike weed, which you can pretty much get anywhere you want to now and grow it if you want, I'm not really sure that people know how to grow and manufacture cocaine although if you can do it in your backyard more power to you but i'm pretty sure you need some sort of chemical things and chemical reactions to happen and there's different stages of it and then you got to do this and you got to do that i don't know but what a place what a beautiful place that you could have cocaine like columbia mountainous forests rural uh, well there's a lot of just jungle out there and i don't know i don't want to know but the dea like nobody do i did i find myself actually rooting for the dea i mean i I definitely rooted for for escobar to go down you know in the in the beginning it's like yeah it's fun the rise of pablo escobar it was always fun but then then comes the fall and it's just funny that all the famous dudes throughout history kind of like him when they become just the tyrant that it eats them all alive they can never stop and hmm, where do we see that in american politics today gosh i i don't know there i'm sure there's parallels there and and then it just becomes a sliding scale of competence and how incompetent you are but you still have that ego and then you have enough people that placate to your ego and enough power where people do things for you that's when people just it's just like Read the history books, guys. When you know you get, you should get to a point where you should just stop. But of course, none of those, none of those narcissistic tyrant, authoritarian types 
ever stop because they can't. They just need everything. It's either that or they they go through rock bottom and their entire didentite is sacrificed. But that's totally not what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Narcos. Now, I know there's another one that takes place in Mexico. I don't know if it's the same characters. I don't know what happens in season three. But all, actually, I almost thought that, uh, spoiler, I thought it was going to all end after season one. But apparently they, they drug it out. They, they really, I'm sure they, they probably could have fit the, all the story into season into one season, but they did a deft job at stretching out the story into two seasons. And maybe there's even more. I'm not sure, but it's pretty much now. Now that I've got the last episode to go, you can pretty much tell that he's going to, everything's set up. The Okay, spoiler alert. I'm mean, just going to spoiler alert for two seasons of Narcos. The, the second to last episode when he's, when he's out at his dad's farm, I won't spoil too much. Just there's just a lot of symbolism in that episode, and I really like how they do it. They, they they're good. They're pretty good with some symbolism too. They they and they know when to take it back, and they know when to give it. But just just so much killing and so much brutal murder, and not not enough sex. But I guess that's what you got to do in the in a in a show like that. So altogether, I'm I'm definitely giving it a solid A. But, and it's, and, and another thing's crazy is how uh, the DEA can, the, uh, the American Drug Enforcement Agency could pretty much just go do whatever they wanted to in Colombia at that point. Who knows what the actual story was, but, you know, and the, the Colombian president was definitely in a, in a tough spot and then the tides turn and is this a happy ending? I don't think so. When there's thousands of people that died and who knows if it's still going on to today, I'm Medellin. I would like to go to Colombia. I would like to be able to speak Spanish, and I've been studying it on Duolingo for a year now and can't say shit and didn't understand shit. Now, that's another thing about Narcos is a lot of it, the vast majority of it is in Spanish. I don't know if there's an um, English dub over, but I don't mind subtitles, so I was just reading subtitles a lot while trying to understand something. And I, and I get like maybe one word every sentence it may be one word every two sentences and it's so different when you're looking at it and you can able to slow things down and do a lingo but when you're actually listening to people talk especially if they're using you know the equivalent of a southern accent i suppose when they're talking speaking spanish is latin american spanish as opposed to spanish spanish it's totally different and i might as well just give up but i'm not gonna because I'm coming up on a year, 350-some-day streak on Duolingo, and I'm doing French and Spanish at the same time. Started doing a little bit of Japanese, but I haven't been back to that in a long time. Well, what I really want to talk about is... Football! What were we talking about? <laughs> 2023 NFL football. Oh, football. Oh, football. Oh, football. Oh, football. Yes, 
so many different things to do. So many talking heads talking about football. I just can't stand 90% of them. And everybody says basically the same thing. It's so easy to talk sports. I, I mean, I could do a sports talk radio show tomorrow. And it'd be better than any of these yahoos that they, they graduate, like the, the dudes that graduate from college and they're the ones that read the sports news between breaks on the weekends. And that's where you start. And they think that that's going to turn them into a sports talk person. And then you've got the sports talk jokers who just do that. It's so formulaic. You, you pick your sport, pick your aspect of that sport, pick whether you like something or not, and just go at it and then take calls. Man, if I had... If I had phone call, if I had callers every day, it'd be crazy. Uh, well, Danny, I think you do got some callers calling into your show whenever you want to. Well, that's true. I do have some callers calling in, but I'm just saying, if I had like other callers that actually wanted to talk sports. Well, Johnny, you're. Uh, I mean, I want to talk sports, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Football. It's all football. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all you sports honks. Seriously, except like the two dudes I like listening to. If you're not Jim Rome or Tony Rizzo, I don't really care what you have to think. Or Scar, uh, Scott Farrell. I love him too, but I haven't I haven't heard from him in a while. I don't even know where he's at anymore. When he was on Howard 101, and him and Bubba Love Sponge and, and Howard was about the best radio station ever. But that was, you know, it was before the world changed. That was a long time ago. Who knows what those guys are talking about now? But Futrelli, shake it up. <laughs> I think he, I don't know what he's doing, but appreciate him. I think we have the same birthday too, by the way. Well, what I would like to do now is get down to it. And, Bring in our sports expert, Beef Girthhouse. He's the person we go to when we want to talk sports, talk shit, and just get a good whip around of what's going on with the NFL season. It's going to go on. See if we can get Beef out on the Beef Girthhouse on the phone here. I know he's a busy guy, talking to a lot of people. Hey, Beef. Are you there, buddy? Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Good to see you. Good to see you, Johnny. Thanks for coming, Beef. Just want to make sure we got it. Hey, Johnny. Can you hold on a second? Sorry about that, Johnny. Yeah, no problem, dude. Okay. Uh, beef. Okay, Beef. Great to hear from you again. That's always good to be here, Johnny. Thanks. So what, what's going on here? Happy football season. Happy football season, Johnny. I've just been talking a lot about, about football. It's just, a lot of people are saying a lot of things about the playoff positions and a lot of good things talking about quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers. And one of those things, if you want to do, if you want to talk about running backs and wide receivers, you know, you got to start with the offensive line. Well, if you want to talk about whether or not your team is going to be successful, it all comes down to blocking and tackling. And if you, if you don't have a blind, you're not going to give your quarterback time to throw. And if you don't have a line that can run block, you're not going to have a running back that, that can run to set up the throw, so stuff like that. And I, it just seems weird that a lot of people aren't drafting offensive linemen in their, in their wide receivers. Uh, and, and It just seems weird that uh, the people aren't drafting offensive linemen in their, in their fantasy draft. Yeah, well, Beef, I don't think people 
do a lot of fantasy drafting with offensive lines, but that would be cool if you could have some sort of offensive stat. But mostly isn't aren't most of the offensive linemen stats just popularity contests? Yeah, well, it's about it's usually about who who grades out, who doesn't, who gets the, who, who who does the best job on the certain things. So it's just one of those things. So let's let's get right down to it, Beef. Who do you see winning the Super Bowl this year? Well, Johnny, I mean, I think you're just going to start right there. Who's going to win it all? I, I, it just seems like at this, this this time of the year, everybody says thinks that they know this and they know that, and they're picking playoff teams, and everybody's making their prediction. And it's fun for things to do, but I, I don't really like the prediction, but make the prediction because uh, when, when I'm talking sports, I'm talking about blocking, tackling, about throwing the ball, I'm talking about catching the ball, making about making tackles, I'm talking about defensive backs having good coverage, I'm talking about kickers kicking and long snapper snapping and the and holders holding and things like that. That is fundamental football there and 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 there's certainly going to be a time for that beef but maybe we could just do a little bit of predictions for the upcoming nfl season yeah johnny well it it seems like everybody and their brother and their sister these days are going to pick every other team in the afc north to make a make a playoff run except the cleveland browns which is i think if you're a good browns fan you you don't want the people to to have the cleveland browns name in their mouth so you're hoping that the cleveland browns don't don't turn a lot of heads up front, but just start winning games. And it would be really great if they came out and just beat the, the, the Bengals' ass in week one. Wouldn't it? I mean, you know I'm a Browns fan, right? I, I did hear that, Johnny. I thought you were a Bengals fan. What the fuck would you think I'm a Bengals fan? Nobody's a Bengals fan except people in Cincinnati. Oh, I thought you were from Ohio. Dude, don't get me started about Cincinnati being part of Ohio. It's not. It's Kentucky. Okay, Johnny. Well, anyway, Joe Burrow could be the best quarterback in the NFL beside this side of uh, Patrick Mahomes, and we all know Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Super Bowl again. Well, there you go, making <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty bold prediction, Beef, right off the bat. Well, it's a safe prediction. Everybody's going to talk Chiefs here, Chiefs there, but I, I think Travis Kelsey might be out for a little bit, so uh, it doesn't really matter what they're going to find out. If, you, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to know this is that Patrick Mahomes is so good, you can put you can slot in any tight end right there with worth the salt, and he's going to he's going to do well in the Chiefs offense because. Patrick Mahomes likes to scramble and he likes to throw it to his tight end because the tight end is always just right there running across the field. That's what tight ends do. They keep it tight and they keep it rolling. Yeah, Beef, you're right. So let's do that. And Okay, so what do you think about Aaron Rodgers coming into the the New York Jets and all the buzz going around, around, around about that? Well, John, if you watch Hard Knocks, which I had watched the first two episodes, and I'm a couple, a couple episodes behind. Actually, I'm probably all episodes behind now. But everybody just loves Aaron Rodgers, and I'll tell you what: if he splits, if he pulls his hamstring, if he splits his ankle, and you know blows out his knee, you're going to see the biggest deflation ever from the Jets, the Jets team. Now, I know Jets fans are afraid to get, get their hopes up, just like Browns fan. You, you don't want to get your hopes up too much because you've been let down over and over and over and over and over again, and every year since 19 what was it 72 and when the uh the, the when Joe Namath won Super Bowl there but but hey there's there's reason for hope and and that's why they they've got some weapons on offense and even if Rodgers does go down I'm telling you Zach Wilson's not that bad of a quarterback well he kind of was a, that bad of a quarterback last year and I'm sure the coach didn't the coach bench him actually it's just like he's not I don't know if the kid just has an attitude problem but isn't he just the luckiest guy in the world just to be able to learn at the altar of Aaron Rodgers yeah Johnny he is and Aaron Rodgers is not uh, not afraid to pontificate and show show the guys up, and who knows what he's really like. He's just so huge, so much bigger than the game at this point. But he really is a passing genius. So if you could just give him a little bit of t- 
time. He's going to get the ball out of his hands and into the receiver's hands. And they got a good core of receivers there now. And just wait a second. Let's talk about the Jets' defense. It's going to be one of the, well, the hopefully one of the best defenses in the AFC East, if not the AFC. That's right. Everybody's taunting their defense. But you know what? Talk is cheap, and pudding makes the peep. So we'll see what happens when things go right. And they've got a tough uh, – what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys – playing two games in New Jersey to start off the year. Well, well Johnny, I, I don't know who made the schedule out, but I'm pretty sure they got something against Jerry, Jerry uh, what's-his-nuts out there in, in Dallas because you know, you know Jerry doesn't like to go to New Jersey, but he does love being in the, the uh, NFC East, and that's why he, they, they insisted on being in the NFC East because they wanted that, that early time slot, and they wanted to get there and get a, be a bunch of in front of as many people as he can. He really does think that the Cowboys are America's team, and it didn't they talk about backup quarterbacks. They brought in that one kid from San Francisco, and he, he what if Dak goes down? And, you know, let's face it, there's going to be a really good chance that, that Dak Prescott's going to get hurt this year because he does get hurt. He's gotten hurt before, and it's just one of those things. Once you start getting hurt, you're going to get hurt again. But they do have that great offensive line in front of Dak. Uh, what are they going to do at running back? Well, Tony Pollard is boost solid as a backup for a couple years. Now it's, it's his turn to be the man, and well, it'll be another funny. And that leads me to another funny thing. If you like Zeke Elliott, everybody thought he was toast, and, and, and by all means, he was toast, but... If there's anybody that can resurrect the career of Ezekiel Elliott, it's uh, the hoodie up there in New England. So if they just get him out there, get him in space, get him out there on third downs, get him to pass, catch a pass, run a couple yards, and see what he's like. I, I think you're going to see uh, some surprises out of Ezekiel Elliott up there in New England. He might just have a resurgence. He might not be the the number one running back. He might. Not, they're not probably going to just feed it to him up the middle anymore because that's that's not what this is not what Josh McDaniels does up there in New England. Or wait, is he in New, Las Vegas? Now. It's something like that. Whoever the it doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is in New England. Hoodie's calling all all the shots. So it's going to be fun to see. That's for sure. Now let's turn our let's turn our sights to the AFC South and see what's going on down there. Johnny, nobody gives a flying fuck about the AFC South. Uh, I don't even think the Colts are going to have a team this year. And is Derrick Henry still going to be able to tote the rock? Of course he is. But will they be able to figure that out and give it to him? Will he be able to stay healthy? Will anybody be able to stay healthy anymore? It either seems like COVID's going to come back and just kill everyone again. Dude, it's not going to be that bad. Just don't worry about the COVID because uh, all the smart people got vaccinated, right? <laughs> That's right, Johnny. What about the NFC West? That's what I want to talk about. The the, the San Francisco 49ers and the, and the L.A. Rams and the other teams out there. I don't really want to talk about the NFC West either. The AFC South, meh. NFC West is going to be fine. Will Seattle be able to do what they did last year with the Geno Smith 2.0 or Geno Smith 3.0 at this point? Hey, don't count them out. They they got a great home schedule, and they got a great crowd, and they can move the football when they want to, and they can play good fundamental defense. That's what good, good fundamental defense is what you need to win the NFC West. <laughs> Let's talk about that. NFC North. Now that is a toss-up, and everybody's been talking about the Detroit Lions for once in their life. Everybody thinks the Detroit Lions, this might be their year after a great year of hard knocks last year, just missing the playoffs. Really, Dan Campbell's a great quarterback, a great coach, and, uh, you know, that what what's his nuts? Uh, Jer- Jer- <laughs> and Jared Goff, 
Goff seemed to seem to come back into his own last year, throwing the football around. If he can continue to throw the football around, they got they got good receivers down there. It's anybody's. And now that Aaron Rodgers isn't in the NFC North, and, and you know, no nobody knows what Justin Justin Fields is going to do in Chicago. The kids got great upside. If they can if they can give him any time to throw over there in Chicago, that he they might be the, the NFC North might be more interesting than what people think. Okay, I'll, I'll believe that. So that pretty much wraps it up. So one more question for you, Beef. Who do you got playing in the Super Bowl? Give me the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. Okay, Johnny. In the NFC Championship game, I'm going to give a surprise to people. I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers are going to surprise everybody. They're going to make it to the AFC Championship game. And, of course, they're going to be playing... The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Kirk Cousins is finally going to have his year. So look out for him and look out for San Francisco. Meanwhile, over in the AFC, you know who it's going to be. It's going to be the Cleveland Browns and the New York Football Jets. <laughs> That's right. Thanks a lot, Beef Girth House, for giving some rundown on the football season here on Sausage Hut Radio Sports Network whatever's left of it and thank you for listening to the sausage hut johnny kielbasa on twitter johnny kielbasa rocks on instagram would it kill you to go give us a positive review please you know we're always hanging by a thread over here at the sausage hut and if you like it the least you could do is tell somebody, tell one of your nutty friends about it and go give us a star or say, hey, this guy's crazy, but he's fun, man. Might have a new season here since it's fall. I can't believe I've been redoing this for like six months now. I think I started at the end of end of March. April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, almost six months now and almost every week. You're welcome. JohnnyKielbasa.com. Go back and listen to 600 episodes. They're all fun. Just start thumbing back and then stick that thumb up your ass.